Hey, I'm your host, Crystal McGrath, and you're listening to the Artist Behind the Music podcast, where I chat with artists from around the world about their personal and professional stories. There's a lot more that goes on behind the songs we love, and this is a space where we get to share stories and tools on overcoming struggles, celebrating achievements, and of course, the meanings behind the songs. Get ready to be inspired through stories and live music. This episode is sponsored by Simply Socials Management. Simply Socials Management is a boutique digital marketing agency serving the music industry, small businesses, and film and TV. Their mission is to help you make your mark online through custom digital marketing, PR, and graphic design services. Visit www.simplysocialsmanagement.com for more information on how they can help you elevate your online presence. Mention you heard about them through the Artist Behind the Music for a 10% discount on your first service. Hello and welcome to the Artist Behind the Music Canadian Country Series. Today we have Brandon Lorenzo joining us from Alberta. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. You betcha. Thanks so much for joining me. I'm excited to to learn a little bit more about my fellow Albertan and kind of dive into what got you into music and how your journey's going so far. So let's backtrack it up and tell us a little bit about how you got started in the music industry. Sure. So I'll, I'll go way back to uh, when I was a little kid. I remember coming home all the time from from church. I, I grew up going to church and uh, I'd just be singing the songs that I would hear in church that day. And finally, my grandma, she said to my parents, she was like, you should maybe put them in something musical, maybe see if there's something there that can develop. And uh, she put me in the Calgary Boys Choir from a very young age. And so I started out there and then moved further to develop with the Royal Conservatory of Music, where my background in music actually comes from uh, classical. I started singing opera music. I was trained by a couple who used to sing overseas in the Russian opera house. So once I kind of developed- powerhouse voice. (laughs) <laughs> oh, well, and I mean, it, it definitely helped like my music knowledge too, right? Because yeah. if I didn't have that, I don't think that I would be able to uh, know what I do know with uh, breathing strategies or, you know, stuff like that. Totally. Right? But then country music is fairly new. Like I started country maybe about four years ago, but really only made, making a career out of it for maybe two. Yeah. And so once I started moving, when I moved out to Airdrie, actually is when people were saying, try country music and see where it could take you and I guess I listened to them and <laughs> hope I did something right. <laughs> yeah, well it seems to be that way. You've got some some great nominations and mm. you're doing an awesome, awesome job putting out music and videos and all that good stuff. So we'll chat about that in a little bit. Definitely. Um do you still sing opera music? I do. Uh a lot of the time it comes around Christmas time. I find that's where I'm singing a lot of it. Uh, yeah. if I sing at church or something like that still but I did put out uh, during COVID, I put out a video of me covering the prayer by Celine Dion and Josh Groban with a good friend of mine that's on YouTube. I kind of wanted to showcase that a little bit. So we did put out a video, but I don't find I'm singing it too much now, but it's still there if I ever need it. Yeah, it's like just a tool (laughs) in your pocket, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, it's so cool. I will definitely check that video out and everybody else make sure you check out the opera styling of Brandon because it's so nice to see artists do versatile things too, right? I mean, just because, you know, you sing country music doesn't mean you can't sing, you know, rock and roll or, um, or opera, right? It's just so, it's just the language that we can connect with in so many different ways. So So cool to know that that's your foundation. 
And then what was the transition in between opera and country? Was there something kind of in between that or what did that look like? Yeah. So when I first picked up a guitar, it was a lot of Bruno Mars and Michael Buble because before I moved to Airdrie, I I didn't really listen to country music. There would be the odd, maybe Garth Brooks song or something. And I'd be like, okay, I know that's Garth Brooks or I know that's Brooks and Dunn. But it was never my focus growing up. And I think when I picked up a guitar, it was a lot of Bruno Mars, you know, and but when I moved to Airdrie, that's when I sang in a talent show and I sang Your Man by Josh Turner because my friends were like, just sing this song. I was like, okay, <laughs> I've heard it. I'll give it a shot. And then they were like, okay, I think that's that's kind of your 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 new genre that you should explore. And mm-hmm. so that's kind of where that in between quickly became a, a new, uh, I'll say fad if that's, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know that that's awesome. And it, it's really cool too. And how you're finding your authentic voice and who you are as an artist. Sometimes you have to go through different genres and try different things and, you know, discover new music to really find out where your voice sits best. And I find mm-hmm. that interesting too, because you don't need to have grown up on country music to be a country artist. And I think sure. sometimes there's a stigma on that where it's like, oh, if you want to be a country artist, you have better been listening to country music since you were a baby. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah for sure. Well, and I think it's nice because I find I'm still trying to find my voice a lot of the time and trying out different songs, you know, when I do have a show or something like that. And so just, and there's always new songs to explore. Like there's so much new music coming out these days where it's just like, I think I could sing that song. And then it's like, okay, maybe I don't, I can't sing that song, but then it's like, okay, I, I, I like this one. And then I can sing that one. But <laughs> right, Yeah. It's just kind of dialing into where does your voice and kind of your energy gravitate towards the most. Sure. Like, yeah. And that's all trial and error. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit about songwriting. What inspires you on the songwriting front and what tools do you use to pull into your writing? Yeah. So I think with songwriting, uh, for me, it all just boils down to maybe life events that uh, mm-hmm. you're going through. I've written a lot of good songs about people in my life or maybe something that uh, happens. I find a lot of the time when I write music, it's a lot of the things that I can express in just a regular conversation. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I'm writing music, I like to maybe explore something a little deeper or a concept that I can't I can't get out if we're just sitting here having a coffee and we're we're chatting about something. If somebody asked me a question and I'm like, okay, I can't answer this. I might go later on and just think about that moment when I couldn't talk about that certain thing and then put it into a song. Right. I think that's kind of how I like to write, but especially even the sound that I have when I write too, I'm very into more that 90s kind of country sound. So I try to incorporate that <laughs> a lot more. <laughs> I love 90s country. I love 90s music just in general. Oh, really? Pull up a dance mix 96. Like that was mm-hmm. that was amazing. That was <laughs> like, you've never heard it before. <laughs> Put it on, you'll have a dance party. Like that's right. So good. And like big shiny tunes. They used to come yes. up with such great kind of like playlist albums, right? With just the collaboration of all the top songs. And I guess right. now we have Spotify that has all these playlists, but it's yeah, they kind of standard scale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's but, so interesting. So who are you listening to right now? Who are your go-to artists? My go-to is a lot of Brooks and Dunn. Luke Combs has a really wicked voice too. Mm-hmm. I've been listening to him a lot, especially uh, Morgan Wallen as well. His new album yeah. is amazing. Yeah, everyone's loving that right now. I have it on repeat almost every day uh, when I'm just sitting in 
my room or maybe studying or something like that. But yeah, that's kind of probably the three that I would listen to most. But then again, with the 90s, I still blast a lot of the Georgia satellites and all of that good stuff. All so. the good stuff. <laughs> so you just mentioned studying. What is it that you're studying for? Yeah, so I'm in university as well. I'm in my last year of university uh, in my Bachelor of Education program. Nice. So do you want to go into teaching or incorporate that into music somehow one day? Or was it just kind of something to do to have it in your pocket? Yeah, it's kind of a plan B for me right now. I yeah. think music is definitely going to be my focus, but maybe teach for a couple of years and see kind of what happens with music. I mean, I always think of Paul Brandt, you know, Paul Brandt was a nurse at the children's hospital for years before he got his break. So <laughs> absolutely. You just never know. And it, the key is persistence, right. And doing what you Definitely. love. And, you know, if you love teaching and you're still doing music, you're not failing by teaching. Yeah. Sometimes people think those plan B's too, or are, are like sure. a failure of your plan A. And I think sometimes yeah. it's just, this is supporting plan A in some sense too. Right. So yeah. Well, and I thought about incorporating being a music teacher because yeah. I can always do that too. So like that new movie, Soul. Have you seen that? Yes, I have oh, watched good. it. It's, oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. He's prime example. <laughs> you bet. It's a great movie. I love that. What are you watching on Netflix right now? Any Not advice? much, to be honest. Uh, I've finished watching this season uh, called Animal Kingdom. I don't know if you ever oh, watched yeah. that. It's I a really good one. Okay. I like it. But not much, to be honest. I've, I've been busy despite the circumstances. So I really haven't had a lot of time to sit down and watch much on Netflix. But I Perfect. do I do like the odd classic movie every once in a while. I know they had like Star Wars and stuff on there. So I'm a big, I'm a big nerd when it comes to that stuff. So I've been watching that. <laughs> what movie have you seen the most? Like how many times have you seen it and which movie? Probably Forrest Gump. Oh, yeah. <laughs> watch that one too many times to count for sure <laughs> that's a great one mine was titanic i saw it in the theaters i think six times when it came out yeah that's and, a good one too uh, it's a it's a classic but other than that i don't repeat watch movies so i i always find it interesting to hear you know what movies people rewatch and have yeah. time because everybody's uh got something interesting to share that maybe we haven't checked out for, yet, so. for sure yeah <laughs> let's talk a little bit about 2020 and what you found it helped you grow in a certain areas or maybe some some downs that you had and you helped push yourself out of it what was 2020 overall what was your takeaway so, well in it was actually a busy year because 2020 i released my first single spread mm -hmm. some good time around yeah and so we released that one in january not knowing that in a couple months this whole covid tour 2020 would come about right and so it was, it was strange because it was like, okay, this is kind of how it starts. This is where I kind of get my name out here, maybe play a couple more shows. And then it just kind of all kind of started to go downhill when stuff started to lock down. But we kind of took that as a learning curve. Mm -hmm. And we started doing these outdoor street concerts every Friday night cool. for the cul-de-sac that we're in. And we also broadcasted it over Facebook Live and stuff like that. So that was kind of the, the shows that we started to do because obviously shows were a no-go. So 
that was kind of, I love that uh, you did that. It's innovative and it's, you know, spreading joy to the people in your neighborhood and in a safe way and still being able to do what you love to spark that inspiration. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was initially just for the people within the cul-de-sac. And then when the restrictions started to lighten up, we just said, you know, if you want to come bring a lawn chair set up and just have some fun. So everybody's social distance, everybody was great about it. And it just, everybody's asking, like we would get messages, probably about 50 messages every week being like, I hope you're doing one next week because like, we're really hoping we can either come out or we can watch it on Facebook. So when we stopped at the end of August, it was like, people were like, people were actually mad that we were stopping. (laughs) And it was like, okay, like, I guess we'll just have to like continue when we can, because the guitar player I was using too, he was going back to school up in Edmonton. So it was like, we can't really do one over zoom because of the delay. Right. (laughs) But yeah, we, we did a couple closer to Christmas and whatnot, but yeah. And then obviously just trying to focus on the tail end of school too, and balancing that music. But it was just, it was a weird year, but we just, we made the best of it the best way we could, but. I love hearing stories like that. Just, you know, making the best of a, of a bad situation, right? I mean, sometimes we just have to look at, you know, it's like a, an apple with a bruise, just eat around it. <laughs> you know? yeah. Not, not to yeah. throw out, I was making apple crisp yesterday. So <laughs> apples are on the mind. Oh, that sounds really good right now though. <laughs> right? So good. I love a good apple crisp. That's yeah. so, fun. so let's talk a little bit about your newest venture, what you've released and tell us a little bit about where the song came from, putting it out, recording the video, all that good stuff. Sure. So my newest project that we just did is Kissing in the Kitchen. Uh, It was a great tune. Aaron Goodman and John King were the writers on that one. So they pitched it to me and I knew as soon as I heard it, I was like, that's, that's the next one. That's, it's a fun little tune. Again, that nineties kind of sound to it, it but the song actually we recorded with Dan Davidson too. So he was great to work with. Yeah. He's a great artist too. Mm -hmm, Totally. Yeah. So when we did Kissing in the Kitchen, we actually took it in a different direction this time. We did the music video first before we released the actual song. So when we did the music video, it was completely strange again because we filmed it back in November. We had such a small window because we knew that the lockdowns were going to start again. So it was like, please don't lock down because like we need to film. And this was like the one day that we could actually go into where we were filming. And we filmed at a local brewery here in town called Fitzsimmons. And we kind of incorporated that whole idea of COVID with people sending in video clips of them dancing in their kitchens or maybe, you know, just them at home. And it was a great idea because I think it really, showed and there's something to look back on being like okay I filmed this during COVID and so you know but if you haven't checked out the video like definitely go check it out because we had a lot of fun everybody was great that day and I love it it, it turned out turned out phenomenal it so. did yeah it's a great video and and I do love that it kind of time capsules the year right to look back yeah. in, in 10 years and be like look what we had to do <laughs> yeah well, and the thing is, too, is I, I really love how it captures every age group, no matter, you know, the, the idea of kissing in the kitchen with that, your significant other, it doesn't matter if you're like a new couple that's just dating, maybe you're engaged or just married or 
you've been married for, you know, it's your 50th wedding anniversary or something like yeah. that. It really captures everybody, which I think is great. Oh, I love that. It's beautiful. Beautiful message, beautiful song. And on that note, I would love to hear you play. Sure. We can do that. <laughs> what are you going to play for us today? I'll play Kissing in the Kitchen for you. Excellent. Awesome. It's been a long week, been dead on my feet. My baby's at home waiting on me to get there. No, I can't wait to get there. She knows every recipe for turning me on. It's a little pinch of this and that, just cooking up a store. Yeah, I got an appetite for doing some loving her all night. We'll be guessing in the kitchen, singing into a wood spoon, cutting up some dance moves. To hear it live like that is just in raw, it's just an acoustic guitar. You've got so much strength behind it and just such good energy. So oh, I you. love your voice. So Appreciate good. That. Yeah, absolutely. How do you find singing country music just out of curiosity? Did you have to train your voice to get that twang that you've got going or did it come naturally to you <laughs> on the song you sang? Because um, you just well, like a naturally born country singer. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I appreciate that. I definitely, <laughs> I think I had to train it a little bit. I feel mm -hmm. like to get those kind of scoops and stuff in there yeah. that you use, I, I don't know. I don't really remember focusing on 
that. I don't, I don't really remember the whole training process that I went to, but I just remember I would try a bunch of different country songs and I really just pushed that put like, I don't even know how you would explain it. Just really tried to make it noticeable when you would sing. Right. And so I think when I was like, okay, maybe that's too much or maybe that's not enough. And then just finding that balance. But yeah, I think (laughs) to hear, to hear you say that I'm like naturally born country, I'll take it. (laughs) Right. It's it's just very interesting. I I find when we do sing different genres, how different, Mm. different sounds come up. Cause you know, I sing country music and I also sing pop music with my band girl. And it's like, such a different part of my voice when I'm singing country right. as opposed to singing more pop music. You really have yeah. to think about, you know, where, where are my vocals going? And it's, it's 100%. cool to be able to switch it up and they're both authentic and they're both mm-hmm. who I am. It's just uh, totally. different, different avenues. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's weird now too. Like now that I, I've been singing country more than I've been singing opera, I'll find I've been, I'll sing opera music and I still kind of, feel myself wanting to add in some twang. I'm like, okay, that doesn't fit. Like, don't right. do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you might create like a whole new country opera. Yeah. Genre. <laughs> could be, could be something. Right. You never, you never know. know. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. What other song you have for us? I'll do my current. Well, I guess both are out now. Both are out now. The one I released before COVID started. And this song was written by Doug Vulcans and Ryan Hydro. It's my, it's my single called Spread Some Good Time Around. I gotta fix this here. I and this picked kind of a song terrible your needs. <laughs> I picked a terrible capo to use today, so it doesn't sit properly on my guitar, but <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna try it without it. How about that? Sure. <laughs> you do you. <laughs> All right. Like I've worked a 10-day week Eating the boys at the bar I hope they save me a seat Well, it's time to unwind And I'm up from life Have a few Here and now is where we want to be. Go 
get up and dance kind of song right that's a fun one yeah and then when we even when we did the music video for it too it was that's just the emphasis that i put on it i said to the guys that we filmed with and everybody we had out for the shoot i said just have fun like this is a friday night song so it is a friday night friday night festival <laughs> song i that's just want right. to in a big crowd dancing <laughs> yes soon hopefully <laughs> it'll come back around for sure yeah. for sure day by day <laughs> in the meantime we can listen to that on all the streaming platforms and check out the video for a good time so that's right that's definitely good. oh awesome well it's been so great having you on the show and hearing a little bit more about your story i cannot wait to hear you sing some country opera music i hope you release a video soon on that <laughs> <laughs> sounds good i'll get right on it <laughs> <laughs> excellent something else to do in your busy schedule right Sure. I always like to sum up these interviews with the question, if you had one message to share with the world, what would that be? Hang in there, everybody. Right now, I think that's that's a big one. Hang in there, take it day by day, and we'll get through it eventually. And the sun is coming. <laughs> the sun is coming. That's right. It always does. It always shines. <laughs> well, that's awesome, Brandon. Thank you so much for joining me on The Artist Behind the Music. Thanks so much for listening to The Artist Behind the Music. Make sure to learn more about today's guests by visiting their links in the show notes. As always, we love to hear what you think about the show. So send us a message with any comments or future artist guest requests. To stay in touch and in the loop for all future shows, be sure to follow us on all your favorite social media platforms. 